uh, no, we're starting off 2017, and uh, we are thankful that you're here. You are the faithful. Uh, there are a bunch of slackers at home just kind of taking it easy, and you can, uh, you can give them a hard time when you get home. Actually, you can do it right now if you want, and open up Facebook and just go tag some. We used to be that kind of church. I don't know if you know that, but we used to be uh, the kind of church where people would come, and then people would get on Facebook, and they'd start putting in names of missing where are you, so-and-so-and-so-and-so-and-so, and just kind of tag them, say, hey, you should be here. So if you want to do that this morning or any morning, you have my permission to do that on, on a Sunday. But uh, yeah, we're starting in a new year, and I don't have a real long sermon for you this morning, and I'm sure you're really thankful for that. But uh, I do have a few things I want to say to kind of get us going into 2017. First, though, um, my wife and I were talking last night as we re- realized that we're getting older and have less and less desire to stay up until midnight on New Year's Eve, that, uh, that, that we're kind of ticking our life clock forward, you know, a lot. And so I realized that this is the year that I'm going to turn 38. And I know for some of you, that's like, wow, that's old. And for others of you, it's like, man, I wish I was going to be turning 38 this year. I won't mention any names, <laughs> except for Rob, and that's only because he was digging against me to start off the sermon, so, you know, I <laughs> have to throw a couple, couple pun- punches back, and I have a microphone, so I can do it louder. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, I'm going to turn 38 this year, 2017. I also realized last night when I was thinking about it, this year is my 20-year high school reunion in Ohio. So I won't be going back for that, but uh, 20 years, graduated 20 years ago this May. Uh, And two years from now, in 2019, I'll be turning 40. So that's just right around the corner, right? So life is really kind of plowing by really fast, um, and it seems to get faster every single year. In fact, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago that we were doing Christmas Eve for last year, let alone this year. And I'm sure we'll be thinking the same thing just uh, less than a year from now. I don't have a countdown for Christmas for next year. I know some who do, though. But um, I also had a realization earlier this year that, that I wanted to share with you, and that was our oldest daughter, Hannah, she turned 10. And what I realized was that now at this point, from this point forward, we will have less time with her at home than we have already had. So up until last year, you know, she was nine, and it was kind of, you know, the 50-50 point, you know, the, but the teeter-totter has flipped, and now we're kind of quickly going down that ramp where we're going to have less time with her at home than we have had, which is crazy to think about because it doesn't seem like it was that long ago that she was born, but it was, you know, 2006 was when she was born, that's when we had our first, and then 2008 we had Henry, and Now, we're all the way down here to 2016, four kids, and time is just churning away. And I don't know about you, but at at times like this, and I I often do this not just at the the turn of the year, but when we have, uh, you know, memorial services that will kind of come through through the church or throughout our family, I'll I'll stop and I'll just kind of think about my life, right? I don't know if you do that, but I stop and think about my life. What kind of life have I led? What kind of example have I been? Have I accomplished anything significant? What, what kind of mark am I leaving on the world, on society, on my family, on my friends, on our church? What kind of mark am I leaving? Have I done anything that's going to kind of, you know, leave people with, with not just remembrance of me, but a remembrance of 
the kingdom and, and just a gratitude for Christ and all that He has done for us? Have I, have I done anything significant for that? And I, I kind of have those thoughts that come through my mind every time we have a memorial service or every time we have a time like New Year's Eve. And this year, you know, I know, I know a lot of us probably set resolutions and, and things like that, but I'm going to be, kind of be public about one of the resolutions that I have set for myself. I haven't even shared this with my wife yet, but um, one of those is I want to spend more time doing things and less time reading and watching others who have done things. So, like, you know, Facebook is, is, has become, you know, my arch nemesis lately. I'm just really annoyed with Facebook for the most part. Of course, you know, through the whole year leading up to the election, I just couldn't stand Facebook. I was just sick of Facebook. And then now it's just like it's still, I mean, there are still some personal things which I appreciate, but, but uh, uh, I was watching a video and someone was just kind of sharing about how we kind of uh, filter the stuff we put on Facebook and on social media, and we'll put the best of the best up there and kind of edit our lives so that we're presenting this, you know, life that, that we're living in front of all these people, when the reality is there's a lot more behind the scenes that takes place. And one of the things that tends to happen, one of our, one of the pastors that I like to listen to, Stephen Furtick, he says, you know, we, we will then spend a lot of time comparing our behind the scenes to other people's highlight reel. And so we're, we're spending a lot of time throughout the year comparing what we know is going on offline to the online lives that we're seeing with all the people around us. And so we start making this comparison and we get frustrated. And what I realize about me, because I don't just like uh, uh, Facebook, but I really like Pinterest too. I don't know, does anyone else like Pinterest? I know a lot of, yeah, okay. It's, it's not a lot of guys like Pinterest, but there's a lot of cool woodworking stuff on Pinterest, and a lot of guys share a lot of timber framing and stuff, so I really like Pinterest for that. Also, a lot of cool uh, kind of, you know, uh, off-grid survival tips that are on Pinterest, which those are always fun for me to read as well. But um, I realized a, a few weeks ago that I spent a, I've spent a lot of time looking at the stuff that other people have done and not doing very much stuff myself. Right, like I, I look at all of these woodworking things, and I'm watching the 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 things that the the people that I don't know. I don't know any of these people on Pinterest, but I follow them because they put up cool stuff when they're doing woodworking. And so it's like, well, man, they do a lot of really cool stuff. But I haven't really created anything all that cool this year. I just look at all the things that other people have done and not really done that much myself. And so. I kind of started thinking along these lines a couple weeks ago, I need to spend more time doing and creating and being and living this year than I am watching other people create and do and be and live. And that led me to our verse that I want to share with us today. It's Psalm chapter 90, verse 12. And if you have your, have your phone, you can pull that out. I did not make up a bulletin for this morning took us a little bit longer to dig out than I was anticipating. Um, 358 days till Christmas. Thanks for sending that in in case you wanted to know. Now you know. But uh, Psalm 90, verse 12, and I think we'll have it up on the screen for you. One of my favorite psalms is Psalm 90, and this verse is tucked here right in the middle, middle of it. It says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. 
Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And there's, I was going to share, I was going to actually share the video of the song this morning, but uh, like I said, it took me a little longer to get here than we were thinking. So I'll put it up on our Facebook page and community group for you to look at uh, in just a little bit this afternoon. But Chris Rice sang this song, and he, he kind of used this verse as his, as his uh, guidance for it. And it said, teach us to count the days and teach us to make the days count. And that's been a song that ever since I heard it has really stuck in my mind. And, and later on in the song, he uses this, this phrase, if anyone ever lived that knew the value of life, then don't you think giving his own would prove the worth of yours and mine? And so he's talking about Jesus and talking about how if there was anyone that ever lived in all of human history that knew the value of life, it was Jesus. It was God himself when he came and walked and breathed as we've just celebrated throughout this Christmas season. He was the one who knew the value of life. And if he gave his life for our lives, then doesn't that show you the worth of your life and of mine? And um, I think that that could be a really great starting point for us as we head into this year. As we look at not only the value of our life, the, the value, as we've talked about back on Easter of this last year, said so the value of something is what someone is willing to pay for it. And, you know, the value of your life is what Christ was willing to pay for your life. So your life is worth an infinite value. There is not a price that can be put on your life. And just like that value has a great, a great deal of weight behind it, so does the purpose that each and every one of us have. And I'm hoping that as we kind of move into this year that we can really kind of chart maybe a new course as not only as a church, but as individuals and as members within this church. And I want to, you know, kind of help set the example if I can and lead the way in that because I've said this so many times, I think there's just such great potential that lies in this room every single Sunday morning, and that, that there are so many that gather here every single week and, and have this, this potential for making a tremendous impact on the world around us. And it's not something that I can do on my own. It's not something that any one of us, if we were to just kind of take on the task of, of changing the world, that any one of us could do on our own. But if we all live lives of purpose and, and go forth into this year with, with a purposeful uh, mission and intent behind what we're doing, I think the, the reaches of that going out into the far corners of this earth could be really deep and impacting. And So I'm, I'm wanting to live a life that, that really does something this year. I want to live a life that, that, that makes a difference. So when we get to, because, you know, we've always kind of thought this, you know, every year we kind of have this feeling, I think, don't we, that we, we get to the start of this brand new year, and it's like, this is going to be the year that I do this. This is going to be the year where, where I finally do X, Y, Z, where I, you know, for a lot of us, it's like myself, well, where I'm finally going to lose the 10, 20, 30, 40 pounds that I need to lose, right? That's, this is going to be the year that I do it. And every year we start off with the best of intentions, and then about three or four days in, we realize that dessert tastes a lot better than exercise feels, and so we start eating more dessert instead of exercising, and, you know, and of course you can't really turn away a good pizza, and so it's like, well, 
Maybe this month isn't going to be the month, but next month I'll do it, and then we get to February, and of course February comes with a lot of chocolate usually, and we get to March, and Easter rolls around, and we have another ham because we didn't have enough ham at Christmas time, and so you know, we just kind of find ourselves you know, within a very short period of time not doing what we said we were going to do. And I think one of the, one of the reasons that, that we do that is because we don't live in kind of a close-knit community maybe anymore like we used to. And I know one thing about setting goals is if we're going to, and I'm not just talking about setting goals and New Year's and all that stuff, but it does kind of come up, is that if we're going to make any progress, that one of the best things that we can do to actually start achieving any kind of goal is go public with that goal, Right? Because all of a sudden, once you go public with the goal and you share that goal with people, you have accountability. And people are going to start asking you that question, hey, you said back at the beginning of 2017 that you wanted to lose 20 pounds, and yet I see you stuffing your face with pizza on a Friday night. What's going on? Something doesn't match up. And so when you do something like sharing with people around you, people in community with you, what you're trying to accomplish and where you're trying to go, then it helps us move a little bit better. So one of the things I'm also hoping for is that we become a more close-knit and and, uh, tightly woven community throughout this this year. And that as we do that, we will kind of be like the Bible says, (coughs) iron that sharpens iron. And we'll come alongside one another and and maybe won't even be based around the idea of goals, but it'll be based around the idea that we're disciples, making disciple makers, and we want to be people who do justice, love mercy, (coughs) excuse me, and walk humbly. And we want to walk alongside someone in community and relationship in such a way that says, you know what, Um, you're not living this life, and how can I help you live this life? How can I help you be someone that, that fights for justice when you have the opportunity? How can I help you be a more merciful and compassionate person throughout this year? And let's walk alongside one, and one another shoulder to shoulder and, and build real authentic community that goes to deeper levels and puts down deeper roots that has more significant connection because the, the kind of community that we have, not just talking about us as a church, but in our society is is so superficial and shallow, and, and we never really get beneath the surface of, take a look at my dessert for tonight. <coughs> is there anyone who could get me some water? Thank you. We never really get beneath the surface of, this is kind of my superficial life, and look at all the good things that happen, and, and get to the deeper stuff that, you know what, this is an ache that I've had for a long time. This is something I've been wrestling with for a while. This is, this is something I want to finally conquer this year. This is, this is the person that I want to be. This is, this is the Christ that I want to be to the people around me. And, and I've, always wanted, I've always loved that idea of being Christ to the community. I love the idea of, of going to work Monday through Friday and being Christ to my coworkers and, and shining the light. I love it when we talk about that, but, but I've never really been bold enough or brave enough to do that. Well, will someone come alongside me and encourage me? Will someone come alongside me and walk with me as I try to do that? Thank you very much. Thank you. And I think if we're going to be the kind of community that, that not only we've been called to be, 
but the kind of community that, that the world around us, that this Hazeldale community, that Vancouver, that Clark County, that Portland, wherever it is that we work and live, that they desperately need us to be. The only way we're going to become that kind of community is if we start really putting down deep and significant roots of community here. Because I know that the more we start living for Christ, the harder it's going to be to live for Christ. The brighter our light shines, the more the darkness will want to attack that light. And if we're going to take a stand for Christ in 2017, if we're going to be the kind of life-giving community that I really pray that we'll be, that not only do we give life for our members, but that when people come and they are a part of this for even just one Sunday, they feel the, the life that this community gives, that when people come, if we're going to be that, we're going to have to have roots that go down deep. So that when the winds blow and when snow falls, that we have the strength to sustain anything that might come at us. So my hope, my goal, my prayer for us this year is that, that as we kind of come together and we start to build this community, this is my dream for us, is that that we wouldn't just, my dream is not that we would see just, you know, tremendous, you know, thousands and thousands of people coming. You know, that, that's never, that used to be a dream a long time ago, but that's not my dream anymore. My dream is that we start to see one and two and, and, and another one and, and another two, but, but not just people who find us online, not just people who, who you know, hear about 6-8 Church, not just people who who have, you know, are looking for a church and they go out and they try to find it, but, but the kind of people that we've always prayed for coming in, which are the people that you know, that your friends and your coworkers and your neighbors, that, that we start to hear story after story that I am living a life, we are living a life outside of this place that shines the light for Christ so brightly that, that when, we, when we interact with those who don't know, they're drawn to the light and the hope of Christ in us, and they're drawn to our church and our community and our body as a part of that, and that as they are drawn to you and they come and they come and attend here on a Sunday, that they find life. And I know that so many find life when they come to this place because we are such a warm and welcome community. In fact, we had um, at our Christmas Eve service, we had a lot of uh, Becky's family come, and, and they usually come on that Christmas Eve, and we just kind of shared together, and that's one of our traditions with them. And um, one of the comments that we always hear from them and some of their extended friends and family that come to this service uh, are that we are such a, a warm, welcoming community that, that when people come here, they feel at home. They feel welcome from the moment they walk in. And I've heard that many times even over the last couple of months of, of people who come, they just come and they feel right at home from the first Sunday, the first time they gather here. It feels like home. So I know when they get here, because you guys are who you are, you are the warm, welcoming, outgoing, including kind of people, that once they get here, we have such a great shot of them staying and becoming a part of this community. But we need to take that next step, and maybe it's going to take a little bit of deeper roots of knowing who we are in Christ, which is where we're headed in the next couple of months, um, is that as we put down roots and we can start to live these lives that will start to shine maybe a little bit brighter and bolder for Christ outside of here. And I'm just longing for that day. I'm waiting for that day when we start to hear the one and the two come in, that, that we've lived a life and we've invited someone outside of here to come 
and be a part of this community, and they come, and they find life, and they find Christ, and they experience the joy of their salvation for the very first time, and we get to celebrate with them through the waters of baptism and walking with them on their journey of following Christ and becoming a disciple who makes disciples, and and just the joy that I know that brings, not just me, but those who are involved in the process. And that's my hope, that's my prayer, that's my dream for us this year, that we become that kind of community. And to do that, it kind of takes me back to where we started. If we're going to be a community that actually makes a difference in the lives of people, if we're going to be a community that doesn't just do church and play church and pretend to be a church every single Sunday, it's going to take us all the way back to this thing that we said at the beginning, is that we're going to have to be the kind of church that doesn't just watch people do things, but that we do things ourselves. That we don't just watch the people around us and our friends and our Christians that go to other churches do and live this mission that they've been given from God to live their lives in a certain way, that we actually take that step forward this year where, you know what, it's, it's not off on someone else. I can't wait for someone else to do this for me. I can't, I can't just brush off the responsibility of being a Christ follower anymore. It's my turn, it's my time now to just take that step into 2017 and say, you know what, this is my responsibility. This is my burden this is my passion. This is my joy. This is my life to be able to live and to share and be Christ. And that's what I'm praying so deeply for us and have been praying over this past week as I've had some time to kind of stop and pray and think about who we are as a church, where we are and where we're going. My prayer is that just more of us just take that step this year, that It's time for me to get outside of my little bubble of my own life and trying to make things around me look exactly like I want them so that I can be who I want to be, and I need to just take that step and say, who do they need me to be? Who does does this neighbor that lives right next door to me that doesn't know Christ need me to be so that they can know Christ this year? Who does this person that sits at the desk right next to me every single day of every single week that I, that I joke around with when I'm getting coffee and, and we kind of have some fun when we're at the office, who does that person need me to be so that they can finally come to know Christ? Who does this long-lost relative who has you know, disavowed God for so many years and, and has just kind of turned their back and said, I don't want anything to do with God or the church. Who do they need me to be so that they can see the light of Christ shining in me and they're drawn to Christ in me and that the hope of their future and their eternity can be realized because I am being faithful. It's not just the kind of life that I want to live so that I can experience the kind of life I hope to experience, but it's taking that one step further and saying, Who do you need me to be? Who do you need me to be? Who do you need me to be? And how can I be Christ for you this year? And to kind of finish this up, I actually want to ask a question that I hope you'll take some time to think about and maybe respond to. You can do it on the connection card if you want, and it's kind of a nice, intimate little group, so... um, I'm not going to open it up for discussion because I don't want uh, that kind of attention, but I want to ask you seriously this morning, and I mean this with, with all sincerity, I'm not just saying this to uh, whatever, but I want to know from you, who do you need me to be? 
I would like to, you know, if you want to send an email, you can send an email to david at 68church.com. You can send me a Facebook message. You can send me uh, a a letter. (laughs) If you want to send a letter, it's too long to fit onto a Facebook message or you just want to handwrite it. Maybe you just want to talk to me. I don't care how, uh, how you send it to me, but I would love to hear from everyone, honestly. And I'm not saying, I'm not asking you the question from a, from, don't hear me wrong, but let me explain it. From our own selfish perspectives, it's easy to look at a pastor and say, well, I need you to be this for me. And that's not what I'm asking. I'm not asking, you know, when it comes to our own personal ideas of what a pastor is and the ways that I fall short of that on a pretty regular basis because I'm not the typical pastor like so many of you have grown up with and are used to, and to be honest, have no desire and will never be that pastor. And if you're looking for that pastor, you should go find another pastor because I am not wired that way. But I do want to grow. And so if what, I want to know what you need from me to help you be who God has called you to be when it comes to shining the light for his kingdom outside of this place. So if there is something that I can do, if there is something I can teach, if there is something I can say or share, or if there is any way I can come alongside you in 2017, and me coming alongside you will help you shine your light a little bit, I would love to be able to do that this year. And maybe you have something that you've, you've just said, well, you know what, I would really love to shine the light of Jesus Christ, but I don't have this, or I don't know this, or there's just this thing that I need, and if I had this thing, then I would be, I would be at least a little more prepared, a little more equipped to shine the light for Christ. And if there is something, then that's what I really want to know. I would really love to hear from you, what is it that, that maybe I can do or we could do as a church to come alongside you in 2017 and help you shine your light. Because I really want us, I really want this year, I just, I just have this, this really deep longing, and I've had it for several months now, that this year would be the year where we really just start to get it. That we, really just, we just really start taking steps forward. And if all of us, imagine... If all of us just took one step forward this year when it comes to living this life that Christ has called us to live, can you imagine the widespread effect that that would have on the world around us? I'm not saying that one of us has to take this, take, you know, leaps and bounds and do all of the work for the entire community, but but can you imagine if just every single person that calls 6-8 home, we took one step forward and what it means to live and shine the light of Jesus Christ in 2017. You know what I think would happen? I think, I think the, the effects of that would be so far and widespread, so far-reaching and so immense that we would be blown away at what that looks like. To do that, we're going to have to work really hard at just overcoming the desire to want to sit back and, and and bring in and connect and watch people's lives. We're going to have to overcome this wiring that we've kind of accepted over the last several years as smartphones and social media and all this stuff have kind of collapsed and, and come, you know, canvassing and parading down on our lives. We're going to have to kind of, you're going to have to detach from that a little bit, and we're going to have to figure out a way to start actually saying, you know what, I'm not going to watch people live anymore, I'm going to live. 
I'm not going to watch people do things anymore. I'm going to do things. I'm not going to watch people talk about Jesus. I'm not even going to get on social media and talk about Jesus. I'm going to live Jesus. And I think if we can just make that one distinction as we head into this year, and it's this, I'm not going to just talk about Christ, I'm going to live Christ. I'm not just going to talk about church, I'm going to live church. I'm not just going to talk about mission, I'm going to live mission. I'm not just going to talk about doing justice and loving mercy and walk humbly. I'm going to live those on a daily basis. And I think if we all just take that one step, one single step forward this year to living a life that shines. I think this community, the communities that we're a part of and the world around us won't know what hit it. I think Christ will come into people's lives and come into focus in so many people's lives at such a level that, that we will just be blown away. I want to ask if you'll join me. I want to ask if you'll join me. That's my number one resolution that I'm making for 2017 that I'm going to be working hard this year to, to stop watching people do things and start doing things. I'm going to be working hard to, to stop watching other people live their lives and start living my life. And I think maybe one of the ways that, that we could kind of come together, maybe you can just help me in that. That's one of the reasons I'm sharing that goal with you publicly so you can hold me accountable to that this year is that maybe we can just kind of help one another out in that arena. And we'll just start taking steps forward and, and maybe I can take a step forward and you can take that step with me and you can take a step with me and then and maybe you taking that step over here will actually help someone way over here take that step and we just all kind of take another step. It won't always be easy. Probably most of the time it will be a challenge to take that, another, uh, that next step. Otherwise, we would have done it by now. But if we do, and even throughout 2017, one person finds Christ, it will have been worth all of the effort we put in. So will you join me this year? Will you, will you join me in being the kind of person that, that lives life instead of watches life, that lives mission instead of watches mission, that lives Christ instead of just talking about him? Will you? Will you join me in that? Will you, will you start to imagine with me how our world could be different if we did this every single day? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you for a new year, for these new opportunities that are ahead of us. Even though it's just another day, these opportunities have always been there. We've always been able to take these steps forward. We could have taken them yesterday or 10 days ago, but for some reason we're wired to think today is a new day, it's a new year, it's a new chance to do something. I thank you that you give us these new starts, and I thank you that, that you are in the work, that you are in the process, you are in the business of doing something new, that, that for all of us who are in Christ, newness is a part of our regular everyday life, that the old has gone and the new has come. We are constantly receiving this newness of life that you've given to us as a gift for putting our faith in you. Father, I pray that as we start out this year, I pray that as I start out this year, that, that you would use this church as an example for what it looks like, what it, what it feels like, what it sounds like, what, it, what a life lived is that takes a step forward to 
starting something new, being something new, working hard to follow Christ. And I pray for myself, I pray for my family, I pray for (coughs) everyone who is here in this space this morning. I pray for those who aren't here and will listen to this message later. Father, I pray that, that that you would embolden us and empower us to live a life that shines. That you would give us the courage to just take that one step forward, just take that one step into what you have for us, that one step out of what we know, one step out of our comfort zones, one step out of what we've been used to for the last year or maybe the last many years and help us to take a step forward for the first time maybe in a while into the newness of life that you've given to us and to celebrate the newness of life, to live the joy of the newness of this life that you've given to us and to let that joy shine before men that they may see what you are doing in us and how you are changing us and be drawn to you in us. Father, I pray that this would be a year of harvest for us, that we would not only plant seeds, but that we would start to see the harvest of that fruit coming in. For those who have been living this life and have been living it faithful for the last year or several years and, and who are just waiting for a breakthrough in this person, I pray, Father, that this would be a year where we start to break through into some of those relationships. Father, I pray for those who are connected to each and every one of us in this room, each and every person listening to this message. I pray that, that you would, through the power of your Holy Spirit, open the eyes of their mind and their heart to the work of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the potential that it has for them. That though the enemy of of the kingdom, that though Satan would seek to blind their eyes and keep them blinded to the love and mercy that is before them, that you would break through that veil, break through that curtain, break through anything that keeps them from seeing the mercy, the hope, the love, and the joy and the peace that you have for them that you would open their eyes, open their mind's eye to it. And Father, I pray that for this year, you would just use us again to shine your light and your love into their lives. And we ask in faith, believing that you will do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine, that your plans for the mission of this church are far greater than we can imagine for ourselves, that your plans for the mission of my life is far greater than I can imagine, that your plan for the mission of every single person in this room and the life that they lead is far greater than anyone could imagine, and that you want to use us to to change lives. You want to use us to, to move people out of the darkness and into the light, that you want to use us as missionaries into this fallen and broken world that we are surrounded by and that we are living in, that you want to use us to bring people out of the darkness and into your marvelous light. Father, I pray that that would be our reality starting this year and that we would be able to celebrate many times upon many times upon many times people who are stepping into that light for the first time. I thank you for the light you have shined in my life. I thank you for the light that you have shined in the lives of those gathered in this room. I thank you that the light of the love of the gospel of Jesus Christ still shines, that there's nothing that can squelch and turn out that light, but that light will always and forever shine. And Father, I thank you that we are partakers of that light. Let us live as though the light has shined on us this year. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.